Hello, everyone, and welcome to another informative episode of the Florida Business Forum podcast. Let's open the Florida Business Forum floodgates and let the information begin to flow. Here's your Florida Business Forum information guru and anchorman, Sam Yates. Hello, everyone. The information floodgates are indeed open and the information is flowing right here on another episode of the Florida Business Forum. You know, one of the great things that I enjoy about being in the media business, whether it's streaming worldwide as we do, or perhaps it's the the conventional television that I used to do, or even that old time thing called radio, is that you get to meet some very, very interesting people. And sometimes those people are right in your own backyard and you have to see something from outside to go, ah, wait a minute. I remember, I know this person. And you say to yourself, wake up. This is an interesting story. And that is exactly what has happened uh, with this particular episode with someone that I've known for a long time and uh, was just browsing through some information. And there you were receiving an award. And it it was sort of like a wake-up call that said, hey, you haven't talked to Jeffrey Smith in a while. Get on the phone. Get in touch with him. And I am so happy to welcome on our program today Jeffrey Smith. And he is an internationally acclaimed artist, sculptor, photographer. And, you know, he is one of those people that you're always going what is the next talent that he's going to reveal that you don't know? And actually, for those who cannot see but are watching or listening to the audio portion of this, the latest talent that he has is sculpting his mustache. So, Jeffrey, welcome to the program. <laughs> uh, thank you, Sam. That's uh, quite an introduction. Well, you know, I'm, I'm never at a loss for words, but uh, it is my pleasure to, to welcome you to the program. And uh, I know that uh, we have known and chatted with each other for quite some time, but not everyone is familiar with you as I am. Tell us about yourself. Give us a bit of the historical vantage point. Well, um, I, I grew up in Northern California uh, in a family where we spent all our time outdoors, whether on the bay, on the ocean. Uh, in the marshes, in the mountains, and uh, my my love of wildlife uh, was fostered at a very early age. Uh, at a, I think when I was fifteen, I started uh, doing uh, duck decoy carvings, wood carvings. My my grandfather was uh, quite an accomplished carver, and he helped me get started. And I made these decorative duck decoys, and I enjoyed that. And that was kind of my job through high school and college, uh, creating these duck decoys and I would sell them and, and uh, just keep going. Um, when I was 18, we moved from Northern California to Montana, where I went to uh, Montana State University in Bozeman. Uh, and shortly after getting out of college, I learned about the lost wax casting techniques and, and making the bronze sculptures. And I was so enamored with, with this, with, you know, shifting from the wood to the clay and the casting. Um, and I, you know, I never thought I could make a living uh, doing uh, wood carvings, but I thought I could with the, with the sculptures. And so I kind of prematurely went headfirst into it. And, you know, we're 40 something years later and 
you know, I'm still at it. So uh, I love it. It's uh, been my life. Um, my subject matter has, has always been uh, nature, um, you know, the wild animals. And, and uh, you know, that's, that's what I love. You know, the award that you were recently given, and I'll, I want to come back to that in a moment, but uh, it's interesting you mentioned nature. I think the title that was used uh, uh, in that uh, in that media release of the award was Nature's Artist, and, and that segues right into something that's sitting over your right shoulder for uh, those who are not uh, watching on YouTube but uh, are listening to the audio portion of this, and that is something related to the city of Stewart. Um, Stewart is known as the sailfish capital of the world. And if you've ever visited Stewart, you'll come into contact with this behemoth, 18 to 19 foot tall, depending, I think, on how, uh, how you measure it. It is a ginormous sailfish in a fountain. And it is more or less, I think, in, in many ways, symbolic of the city of Stewart. Tell us, how did that, that bronze sailfish come to me? Well, the, uh, I think it was in uh, 2001. Uh, my, my studio was over on uh, Canner Highway on Lanita Street. I had a, a beautiful old building there. And uh, the Downtown Business Association group, they came to my studio and they have, Jeffrey, we've got great news. We want you to do this big statue. And, you know, it'll be this, a, a roundabout going in, Joan Jefferson Way, this new roundabout big fountain. It's going to be fabulous. And everybody was excited and they thought they could uh, sell t-shirts, raise the money and we'll have this statue. Um, I explained to them that, that these things are you know, um, very expensive and a lot of work and, and you know, there's no way we could sell enough t-shirts. You know, it would take 10, 20 years to raise the money. So I was excited. This was a, a, a wonderful opportunity. And I went to everyone I knew and told them about what these people wanted to do. And, and uh, they wanted me to create this sculpture. And within a very short period of time, uh, there was a Stuart Light Tackle Sailfish Tournament going on. And, and I've been involved with them uh, since I moved down here. And they, uh, at that party, Ed Sellian, one of the, um, you know, great philanthropic uh, leader in our community and big sailfish fisherman. And, and I mentioned it to him along with other people. And, you know, I was asking, you know, anybody, you know, I was, you know, not accustomed to begging for money, but that's what I was doing. And, and um, that, that was one day of the tournament, the next, the next night of the tournament. And I had my sculptures there. I was selling my sculptures. And uh, he came over to me, he goes, I'll do it. And I'm like, you'll give us $10,000? He goes, no. He goes, I'll pay for the whole thing. So that ended my fundraising career. So I, I didn't get the experience I was looking for of getting all these people to, you know, amass this fortune to pay for this big statue. Uh, but we moved forward. I made this the sculpture. Uh, you know, the impact that, that it has had on uh, the community is unbelievable. And I travel around the world a lot. Everybody knows the statue in Stewart. Um, I've even had people uh, say they moved to Stewart because of that 
sculpture. You know, any town that has a fish in the center of their town, that's where I want to live kind of thing. Um, it was uh, USA Today did a, an article on it. And, you know, it was in when we put it up, all the local newspapers. But even today, it's 20 years old. It's our 20th anniversary. And um, people love it. I mean, it's it's uh, a point of pride. It's iconic. It's um it's fabulous. Uh, I'm so glad that I made it. So happy that it's been received this way, and it really has shaped Stewart. In addition to the Stewart sailfish, that's probably my uh, most famous sculpture in town. But we have, I, don't, I think, eight, eighteen other, you know, half a dozen large-scale pieces and a number of smaller ones all over town. And I don't know any other city that has an outdoor collection of sculptures by one artist um, such as this. Truly, truly fortunate community to have that. Um, I've had many times people be taking pictures of it and I was like, hey, you know, I'll, let me take a picture for, you know, and, oh, thank you, you know, and then I tell them I made it. And they're like, no, get out of here. You didn't make this. <laughs> you know? So it is, it is interesting and it, um, it is a beautiful sculpture and, um, like any piece of art, they grow on you over time. And, uh, you know, that it, it is as powerful today or more powerful today than it was when, when we installed it 20 years ago. It has certainly taken on quite a patina. And that sort of leads into a, to something. I want to come back to the sailfish. But for anyone who wants to get in touch with you, uh, whether they're looking to purchase something from one of your galleries, they see something online, or perhaps they would even like to say, Jeffrey, I have this this idea. I would like for you to sculpt something for me or paint something for me. How can they get in touch with you? We have our website. It's jeffreysmith.com. That's G-E-O-F-F-R-E-Y-S-M-I-T-H. Uh, that's easy. We also We're also in the process of setting up a nonprofit to help with uh, our environmental work and getting sculptures out um, to help with that message. And that's theartofnature.net. Um, but we have our, uh, the gallery in downtown Stewart, but the, our flagship is the studio in Port Salerno. Um, we're right on Dixie Highway. It's um, over 7,000 square feet. It's uh, a beautiful, beautiful studio. It's impressive. I've, I've been there. And folks, if you uh, really want to see what the inner workings are all about, I invite you to stop by and say hello. Uh, let's move back to the to the sailfish. When I look at that sailfish, I can almost see it coming to life. And, and really, you have brought that to life. But it, as I, as I think you mentioned, was a lot of work. The lost art came back to being not just with that, but Explain what went into making that sculpture. Well, when bringing something to life, um, I think, you know, for me, I can look back and say, you know, that's a lifetime of observation and learning and seeing um, and knowing how to make something move. Um, and then having the skill to, to execute it. Um, now in the, the case of any of my sculptures, I start with observation, um, 
sailfish. You know, we have a lot of sailfish here. I've done a lot of fishing for them. I've swam with them. I've photographed them underwater. Um, down in Costa Rica, where the water's a little flatter and warmer, but <laughs> and the fish are more plentiful, but just the same. Um, so I, I try to learn as much about uh, the animal as possible, and then put that all together. It's you know goes into drawings, and then from the drawings we make a usually I call it it's a maquette, which is a French word for model, and we make the maquette, and that's uh, a little three-dimensional sketch and I start out with a rough one and then I'll refine it and refine it and that will eventually become the uh, essentially the blueprint to where we enlarge and make the big sculpture so I have this two-foot sculpture and then we kind of enlarge it we use styrofoam and various techniques to now we, we have some computer technology that helps with that but when that was done it was all done by hand and raised up and so we cut it all out of styrofoam and then uh, there's like an inch of clay over the top of it and then it's the the we talk about the lost wax casting the lost art um, so investment casting or serrate purdue is the french term for lost wax from the original sculpture and it's a complicated process we have videos online and here in the studio because most people don't. I've even had people in big museums that thought they knew everything about bronze sculptures. And when they saw our video, they're like, we had no idea what goes into it. Uh, from the original clay sculpture, a rubber mold is made. And the sculpture gets beat up, oftentimes cut into pieces, but it gets tore up pretty good when the rubber mold is made. And then... We use that rubber mold and then we pour a wax in that mold and then we recreate the original in a hollow wax. And I, I'm simplifying this, but it, um, and then that hollow wax is, is uh, dipped into a silica slurry and it's called investment, it's invested. And we create a ceramic shell around the wax. And then, that shell is heated up, the wax melts out, and that's where the term lost wax comes from. The wax melts out, the wax is lost. Then the bronze is poured into that shell at 2200 degrees. It pours like water, it's glowing hot. Bronze is uh, essentially copper with a little bit of tin, sometimes silica or zinc is added, different, other different trace uh, metals, but it's predominantly a copper and tin. Then when the when that cools, they beat beat that shell <laughs> with a hammer or whatever, you know, and, and uh, break it all apart, sandblast it, and pull the, the raw metal out of there. Then the metal's cleaned up, the sprues, the, the gates where the bronze was flowing, that's all cut off. Um, and then heat and chemicals, are applied to the surface texture to get the patina. The patina is the color, and it goes from all different, you know, uh, rich browns and greens to sometimes we use some paint pigments to get different colors. Uh, but that's um, a traditional uh, treatment to the metal. The patina, 
And patina is a, a, comes from the Greek word for color. Um, and that's, and then it, the last thing is it's sealed, waxed, um, and uh, to protect it and keep that color. How long, do, this sounds like a, a yeah. for, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, for those of you who uh, want to see more meticulous detail of what goes into this, uh, as as Jeffrey said, it is on their website and also in their in their uh, studio. But uh, how long does that entire process take from beginning casting to final product? Well, on, on my larger projects, they're now in that two to three year process. Uh, but the actual sculpting may, may be anywhere from a week to a month. And then the foundry process can be anywhere from, it used to be like three months, but now it's more like six months to a year between the molding and, and all the casting. Um, it's gotten uh, much more, after COVID, much more difficult. Were you there? for that sailfish casting in person when when uh, the 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 molten metal was poured into the cast were you there so not during that but i'm mm. there when all the panels are welded together i mean there were people crawling inside the, the body of the fish welding on the inside um, so i'm there for putting all the metal together getting it just right and then going over the surface texture, making sure, um, you know, the, where the welds are, that they're all chased out. You can't see them. Um, so I was there for all of that. I was there for the whole patina process. Um, that's a, a piece that big. We've got multiple people on multiple scaffoldings, you know, uh, with blow torches going around trying to kind of evenly heat this whole structure up. Uh, you know, and it's uh, real easy to to back into somebody else with the blowtorch. So uh, it can be. And that the patina on that piece is, was probably an, an eight hour, 10 hour process. Um, but, you know, it turned out great. And then we loaded on a trailer and you know, had it driven down here to, to uh, Stewart. What was your feeling like? Uh, I, I don't know if the sailfish was your first major piece. But what was the feeling like for your first major piece? How did you feel? What what emotions did you have? Well, it's a long process, and you have a lot of time to think while you're you know working on it. I know when I first started working on the full size model, um, going up and down a scaffolding because eighteen feet high with a bucket of clay. At first, you're very cautious and scared, you know, and, and you could fall and get hurt. And people have, you know, um, but, you know, after a few days of that, you know, you're you're going up and down the tree, you know, up and down the scaffolding and, and used to it and in the flow. Um, and then, you know, when the, it's all done, it's so much work, you're just worn out. And and even at the foundry, when that pieces finished with the patina, you know, you're wiped out. And then you, you know, it takes a few days to, you know, you recover and still look back and say, wow, I did that. That's cool. And then a few weeks pass and now we're at Joan Jefferson Way 
there's a crane lifting that piece piece off the uh, uh, the trailer and it's up in the air and you know their TV stations are there and you know there's hundreds of people watching it you know it, it's it, it's uh, it's it's wonderful it's beautiful I'm you know I'm proud that I did it I'm happy you know it was a that was a, a, a true milestone um, in my in my career and that was my first big big piece. Our special thanks to Jeffrey Smith, artist, sculptor, and photographer, nature's artist, for being here on the Florida Business Forum podcast. We do have yet another episode with Jeffrey, so I invite you to stay tuned for more news. The Florida Business Forum is dedicated to showcasing Florida businesses and CEOs of all sorts to promote their business or not-for-profit in the only business forum of its type in Florida. Thanks for tuning in, and remember, the Florida Business Forum is now accepting guest applications. Have a great day, everyone, and stay tuned for more business.